Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics. We're watching the NFL games. I think I sprained my wrist, but how are you? I tore my ACL. Well, that seems to be the trend in the past week of the NFL, and I think it's only going to get worse. I mean, you know why? Let's hear it. It's 2020. 20, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, 2020 has been nuts, and it's been wild, and it's going to stay that way. Please don't. So, so who had which one was more players that went over 40 points or oh ACL tears ACL tears AC I think it's <laughs> close I think the 40 pointers might actually have it it's it, it depends what format you're doing but it's it's close it's close it's yeah close. I mean we had players going off we had Josh Allen he absolutely obliterated Aaron Jones once again he has more 40 point wins than Adam Gase has wins um, Young Hoko. Young Hoku. Yeah, you know what? Let's pat ourselves on oh, the back. I'll give you a pat you, on the back. Thank you. Our kicker of the week, Young Hoku, absolutely dominated as we predicted. We saw a crazy onside kick. I mean, we saw everything this weekend. It was it was good. It was it was a fun football weekend. Uh, for some people, it some was people, demoralizing yeah. and. They probably broke a couple phones this weekend. Yes. Sure. So as of right, Sunday this Sunday went one or two ways for you. Either either you absolutely dominated, or half your team is hurt. It's it's one or the other. It can't be in between. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I have two agree. leagues where I put up two hundred points. It's the good stuff, right yeah, there. Yeah, that feels good. It's like it's a little injection right there. Unfortunately, McCaffrey. Yeah. Is gone. I put up 160 in one league, and I I lost someone who put up 180. <laughs> I I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. So if you're in a standard scoring league, you just want to put up 100. After that, there's nothing you can do. You put 120 up, you're you're doing real good. Yes, in a half point PPR, you want to put about 110. You put up 110, you feel like you can't really complain if you lose. Like you did your job. Your team did good. 120, 130. I mean, you're 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 having a good game. Yeah, exactly. You're having a, you're having a real good day. Full point PPR, 120, 130. Uh, that's considered pretty good for you. After that, you know, if the if you lose putting up those numbers, you know, the team just had another uh, better week than you. Can't do much about it. But you, you we saw Justin Herbert go off. Herbert went off a little bit. He played a lot better than I thought he was going to play yeah. um, because Tyrod Taylor obviously had his chest pain, which there's not really a lot of information about. So when we get more, we'll tell you. Anthony Lynn also came out and said that he is going to be the starter. If he is healthy, Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter. I, I'm very surprised with that. I thought Justin Herbert kind of earned that position right there, um, especially against the champs right now. Uh, it's surprising to me. The Chargers should have won that game. They definitely collapsed a little bit, but that, that's just what the Chiefs are really good at. They're really good at suffocating and squeezing you out. And, uh, I mean, the only one really bad throw Justin Herbert has when he scrambled out to the sideline, and he had the first down clearly if he were to run it. It was only a third and three, but he ended up throwing a 25-yard pass across his body over the middle that happened to get intercepted. Other than that, I feel like he played pretty good for his first time ever rookie, um, but... We're just going to have to see how that goes later on in the year. 
Yeah. Other than that, we have a whole list of injuries for you. There is a lot to go over. Absolutely a lot to go over. NFL headlines. The Niners. Half of the team is on the IR, and it's important to talk about it because, I mean, a lot of... You okay? You know. Are you sure? I mean, I, I literally watched our Super Bowl run crash. Your season just collapsed. It just crashed just right yeah. then and there. I yeah. mean, it's not going to be that bad. I don't think the team's a garbage dump right now and it no. dumps you, are fire, but it's definitely not a uh, Super Bowl contending team as of right now. I mean, let's start it off. Raheem Mostart and Tevin Coleman, knee injuries, they are out multiple weeks. I mean, that's how that's 65% of their total yards this year. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, High ankle sprain. It's it supposedly is not that serious, but I mean, he obviously he's not cutting around to the field, so his his need for mobility is the biggest deal in the world. But I expect uh, yeah. him to miss some time. Uh, last time he ran, he tore his ACL without getting touched. So, yeah, yeah, that's fair point. Fair point. So the defensive side. So so the, the obviously their defense was in every weak starter you drafted them pretty decently probably in the ninth to tenth round so obviously there was some investment into that defense there uh nick bosa he's gone solomon and thomas, solomon thomas well. is gone yeah. um and uh, now the strength of that team of course richard sherman is still out yep so the strength of that team was a defensive line and uh they're no longer there right now so i'm not sure i own them in a couple leagues I'm not sure what i'm quite going to do with them yet um do you do you have any faith on the defensive coordinator no, I have, I have no faith. We're not. We're not going to talk about what I think of Muhammad Salah. I think he's he's garbage. he's. I, I can put this into words. He's the Adam Gase of defensive coordinators. I fully. You know what? I I don't know if I'm ready to go Adam Gase level, but I definitely disagree with a lot of things he does. All I have to say is you had to pause for a second and went. Uh, I will. Uh, I don't know if I'll go that way. So that that explains everything. I had to that think explains about it. that explains everything. If I you have to about think it. about it, that's a concern. Yes, it is definitely a concern. When the Browns said that they were considering him for hired, I, I was ecstatic, happy, and I was very disappointed when they didn't hire him. Uh, <laughs> on that note, the Browns say, are still horrible. <laughs> yes. Say you know what? We got some hot takes later on. Actually, we might have to save that for the next episode. But Saquon Barkley tears his ACL. Can we get an F in the chat? Oof, I'm sorry. That that's that's rough. Week two, it happens every year. Uh, there is a running back that goes down, or a big player on your team that goes down. It this week, it's just been way more than usual. Yeah, typically, this is like massive headlines, crazy, game changing. You have whole episodes dedicated to it. But unfortunately, with how everybody else got their ACL torn, uh, it's just now. Uh, just an average headline now. Um, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. So we had draft pick number one and now draft pick number two or three gone in a blink of an eye out for 46 weeks. And if, I mean, if you drafted Zeke, like the article, like the article, like, like I, the article that, that I, I got that a little ridiculed for saying you should draft yeah. Zeke over Barkley and people are going, no, look at those tree chunk thighs. Look at those huge calves. Look at his amazing talent. Eh, it doesn't matter. ACLs don't care. <laughs> They really like his legs, huh? <laughs> hey, some people like thighs. It's not false. The dude has trunks yeah, for legs, but, it but doesn't matter. you can only support that ACL with muscle. It, it will snap at some point, or if it gets into a bad situation, which it did. He's out, and uh, we're going to go over those options a little bit later. Of course, we're going to deep dive those 
very deeply. Now, Cortland Sutton, Paris Campbell, <sighs> also out for the year. Uh, I mean, me? they, they, they looked magnificent. They were definitely ready to break out. I liked what I saw out of both of them, and, and now they're gone. Another F in the chat. For me, please. For me. Drew Locke, a very fun QB to watch. I was heavily excited to see his career take off, and uh, I don't want to call myself the quarterback whisperer, even though I am. I definitely called him being one of the next <laughs> top talents. Uh, he's out with a, out for multiple weeks with a injured rotator cuff. It's on his throwing arm. Yeah, that's what's worse. That, that's that's even worse. That is a major concern on if he's going to come back and if they force him back a little early because he wants to get back and start playing, obviously. Is it going to just be longer than a couple of weeks? I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. I Six to eight weeks is my prediction there. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think he's going to be out some time. It's unfortunate, and it's really disappointing. But, hey, let's get some good news in. Oh, We need some it. good news. Uh, I need something. We I need, need something. something good. So – Godwin cleared of concussion protocol. That's that's good news. That's I mean, news. for Mike Evans owners, it's not good news. No, it's not that bad um, because it takes some coverage off of him. It gives you better, deeper looks. I don't mind it at all. I mean, we could argue that he just got all the volume last last game too. Uh, he got a decent amount of volume. He killed it. He killed it. He I mean, killed nah, it. I don't want to say he killed it because, I mean, other than a touchdown, he had, like, I believe it was 87 yards. So, I mean, it wasn't massive. It was very good. But it wasn't what you expected? No, it's it's exactly what I expected. I mean, Tom Brady is very good at spreading the ball around and getting to different receivers and multiple receivers. He likes open. particular wide receivers. He, yeah, well. the short, shifty, wide, wide outs. Yes, correct. That is uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so Devontae Adams hamstring, not considered serious. That's, That's fantastic. We got news. some good news here. There you go. We got some good news here. There you go. So he's not expected to miss too much time, if any, because of it. That's probably the best news we could have gotten all week. Yeah. And and hit the button. Waiver Wire God. So this one's going to be our fun segment because we, there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot to debate. And there's a lot of players that we need to pick up. Of course, we couldn't go over everybody that's injured because a lot of the statuses are still up in the air and we don't want to speculate and talk about it without real realistically knowing. Of course, when more information comes out tomorrow, then we will discuss and plan accordingly. Uh, so let's start Let's start it off. We have Saquon and CMC gone. I mean, first guy, number one on my board is Mike Davis on waiver wire. I'm going to try to go after him immediately. Obviously, CMC is going to be gone, especially if you have Christian McCaffrey. That's who I'm going for. Uh, Mike Davis is my number one priority this week. I I mean, yes, he's probably going to get the full workload. And yes, they're probably not going to go out and get another running back because Christian McCaffrey isn't going to be out for the whole year. So not necessarily any reason to, to, to sign another RB. But, I mean, how good is Mike Davis? He's mediocre, but he's going to get volume. And that's all I care about. Especially if I have Christian McCaffrey. I, I want that plug-and-play guy that I can actually use, especially if you don't have a lot of depth at running back. There is other options on this list that I like, um, but I, I want to hear yours. I want to hear. So so I'm a Christian McCaffrey owner. Okay. In in multiple leagues. Okay. So and what do you do? So give me a breakdown of what you're doing right now. Okay. So first I check my roster. Go, okay, is there any other plug-and-play players that could take his spot? I mean, obviously you're not going to replace McCaffrey. You're not going to replace his production, but can you put it in and comfortably beat your opponent? 
if you look at the schedule of your opponent, uh, of who you play against, and you're like, okay, I could probably beat you. I could probably beat you. You'd be tough. That's probably a loss. Then you should probably start looking at Mike Davis. Because obviously, you know, you'll have McCaffrey for playoffs. But you got to get the playoffs. So you're going to have to go out and get Mike Davis, especially if you're a McCaffrey owner. If you're not a McCaffrey owner, you might be able to sit this one out. Because it's definitely still a rental until McCaffrey comes back. I would, if, if I'm not a McCaffrey owner, I'm probably looking at Deion Lewis. So if you're not a McCaffrey owner and say you have like a Lev Bell situation, okay, and then you have a Saquon situation, are you still going after your Deion Lewis or are you going after Mike Davis? That's a good Cause, question. Because that right there, you probably have no depth at RB. Right there, you two guys right off the bat that you were assuming going to be plug and play starts every single time. I don't know why you draft Lev Bell, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Anyways, is Mike Davis the first option or are you going Deion Lewis? Because Deion Lewis, to me, I'm not even making a waiver claim for Deion Lewis. That's just my opinion. I think they're bringing someone in. I think we discussed this a little bit that they'll bring someone in for the New York Giants. I think Mike Davis is the better option. That's who I would be going for. Yeah, so so Deion Lewis is going to get more attention because everyone is thinking, oh, he's just going to replicate Sa- Saquon. Well, he is. And he's going to do it by getting stuffed at the line repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. There is an issue of why Saquon actually got injured and wasn't doing anything productive. It was because the offensive line has three rookies. They, they have three starting rookies. They have no offensive weapons. In matter of fact, Sterling Shepard got hurt again. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Sterling Shepard, I believe it was. So we're still waiting for his injury. He's got a toe injury. And now and now they don't have an offensive line. They got a, still a younger quarterback that I think is extremely talented, but he doesn't have the team around him. And, and now Saquon couldn't musker up 15 yards in 20 carries, and now you're going to expect Deion Lewis to somehow be better than both of them? I don't think so. Okay. So you're not going Deion Lewis? Huh? I would rather not. Okay, I thought you said you were going Deion Lewis. So if you're not a McCaffrey owner, okay. then you might want to look at Deion Lewis. If you are a McCaffrey owner, you go Mike Davis. Okay, so no one else you would rather have than Deion Lewis on this list is, is my is my question okay, right now. Um, so Daryl Henderson's tricky mm-hmm. because, because yeah. I mean, while he looked good, it's he because did. Cam Akers got hurt and then Malcolm Brown got hurt, both of them in the same game. So Daryl Henderson got forced into the spotlight, not because he's talented, but because he had to. He looked explosive. He looked pretty good. Uh, you know, he looked explosive. He looked pretty good, but he was also getting all the volume when people were hurt. I understand that aspect. There is another guy on the list that I would want. Okay. Bef- uh, before Dion Lewis. Now, before we get to him, I do mm-hmm. want to mention that he did get those points in a garbage time versus a depleted and demoralized Eagles team. I think it's a little different when they go on to the future games. Yeah. Now, let me know who you'd rather have. McKinnon. Honestly. I'd rather have McKinnon than Dion Lewis. I mean, McKinnon looked immensely and, explosive. And he looked good on a very good run team that whoever they put back there and give them the volume is going to produce. And in my opinion, that scheme is great. We've talked about it a couple of times and there's not really anybody else on that team. Uh, You have uh, Wilson that can run the ball a little bit, but I do think they paid Jarek McKinnon right when your boy came in and started coaching that team. I think he's going to go right and use McKinnon and try to run him until they get someone back. Most, yeah. most or most likely. Yes. I mean, Jerry McKinnon is going to be the, I don't want to say bell cow, but he's going to get 
tons of volume. He was yeah. already there on third downs, and uh, he, he looked explosive when he was filling in the game. Like like we said in the way uh, in the headlines that Coleman and Mostert are hurt. But I do want to point out this team always has four active running backs starting. Um, so let's see. Now we have McKinnon. They have Jeff Wilson. I expect them to bring up one of the players from the practice squad. I know they really liked him a lot, so I expect at least three running backs to be active and starting next week. But, I mean, they're going against the Giants next week. We expect them to beat the Giants and have a point where they're going to be milking the clock, so we expect Jared McKinnon to have a decent day. Could they lose? They can definitely lose. I could mean, they, Jimmy could they lose? probably not playing. It's, I would like to say that, too. But there's so many injuries and so many unknowns that I have not seen. Yes, they played the Jets. I think the Jets are one of the worst teams in the NFL, uh, especially scheme-wise, coaching-wise. I don't think anyone wants to play for Adam Gase. I think he should be fired and should be fired soon. My guess was, I think, what, week six, week four, we or five? We said week six. Week six. Week six. Um, and the way they're playing, I, I would not be surprised at all. So I hope – that they are up, yes. We'll have to see. So just for the future, uh, so just to backtrack a little, Deion Lewis is owned in six percent of leagues. Mike Davis is also owned in six percent of leagues. Daryl Henderson is owned in thirty-three percent of leagues, which isn't that bad. I expected no. him to be owned a lot higher than that. Jerick McKinnon, surprisingly, only twenty-four percent of leagues. Now we're talking about Yahoo leagues. Uh, now next on our list is probably going to get signed in the next few days. Uh, Devontae Freeman, owning 13% of leagues. Uh, if he He's currently visiting with the Giants. If he doesn't sign with the Giants, he's going straight to the Niners. I'm calling that right now. Oh, I would love him on the Niners. Yes, I mean, he is familiar with Shanahan. He had his best years with Shanahan. I completely forgot about that. Yet, that would be an awesome fit for him. I don't think it's going to happen. The Niners are going to have to sign some defensive players. That is for sure. They have to fill in the volume that they just lost, but they also have to fill in the volume in the running backs they just lost. Devontae Freeman, if he doesn't sign with the Niners, uh, with the Giants, for sure, I guarantee you, you can book it here. He's going to the Niners. I would love that. Yes. I would love that. So if he's with the Niners, you wait and see, or would you start him right away? Uh, if, if he is in the active roster, you start him. Okay. He's probably just a flex and a low end flex at that opinion. You know, at that, if, if you have somebody you are more comfortable and confident with, then of course you're going to go with them. But if you're, if you drafted Saquon and then left Bell on the turn, guess what? You probably don't have anybody to uh, compete with that flex spot. You're putting a uh, Freeman in there. Yeah. Absolutely. So this, this guy's a surprise player. 39% owned. He had more touches than Austin Eckler. We talked about it. Last week, yes, and I, we both touched on it. Yes, and uh, he's a guy to keep an eye on, and there's reasons for it. Twenty three carries this week. Joshua Kelly, I mean, it's the rookie. I, I didn't, I, I knew he would, he would get some type of volume. I didn't expect him to out touch Austin Eckler. It is a surprise to say the least, but Eckler is being productive. Joshua Kelly is almost always their goal line opportunities. He's going to vulture some touchdowns from, I mean, <laughs> from that whole team. <laughs> Even yeah. with Herbert. I mean, if Herbert plays or Tyrod, he is going to be on the goal line and it could get a little brutal, but I'm not really concerned about it. I'm not too concerned about it. So, so I, I, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 
Okay, actually, you know what? And then instead of a scale, uh, mm-hmm. we'll do a comparison. Would you rather have Joshua Kelly or Daryl Henderson? Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly yeah. or Freeman? Devontae Freeman. Joshua Kelly because he's on a team. Okay, uh, Joshua Kelly or Jarek McKinnon. That would be the final one. Oh, McKinnon for just upside. McKinnon? Yeah. I, I think McKinnon. Yeah, it, it, I think it's better. I think it's close but i think mckinnon will get more it's hard to say more volume because joshua kelly's getting some great volume but he does have austin eckler who's a very talented running back and mckinnon doesn't really have anything other than Mostert if Mostert comes back in a couple weeks or two weeks whatever the situation is there yeah mckinnon mckinnon yeah i will take kelly probably over all of them okay just well see that's a tough one because because i expect mckinnon to be a rental yeah I expect him to be a rental. I expect Joshua Kelly to have more longevity. But Joshua Kelly's offense, which whoever is the quarterback and and whoever is on the offensive line, you know, Mike Pouncey just got injured for the rest of the year. uh, It's subpar right now. I mean, Austin Eckler is not producing to what we had hoped. Neither is Keenan Allen. Neither is, uh, who's it, Hunter Henry. Neither is Mike Davis. That whole offense in general in my opinion, is underproducing. Yesterday, we saw an outlier because they had a different quarterback. If Tyrod Taylor does come back, they're going to go slot. They're going to slot right back into mediocrity. And I don't, I'd rather have none, none on that offense. None. You don't want anyone on that offense. It's it's difficult. I mean, there's a lot of talent on there, but it doesn't necessarily matter if the offense is not functioning to how it's supposed to. I could see it. I could see it. You could see it. All right. Now, so James Robinson. Of course, yeah. he's owned in 70% of yeah. leagues now, but he needs to become a 90, 95% of league owned if he is on your waivers. He is a must-go-and-grab. He had nice game. He has great vision. He had a very small, tiny hole, and he was able to slide his way through it and take it in for a score. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get a starting running back that's getting almost all the workload like him, you need to pick him up and at least storm on your bench. It, it It's weird to say because... You assume the Jaguars are going to be bad this year. They've been playing half decent. They've been pretty Minshew good. Minshew has been pretty doing good. some some crazy things and some good things there, which is only good news for James Robinson. And hopefully uh, they keep feeding it. And it looks like they just want to keep feeding him over and over and over again, see what he actually can do. It, it should be an interesting year for him. I don't want to spend too much fab on him because I do also think this is a miniature rental. They still have Armstead. He is on IR. They still have Ogazinga. He is also on IR. I think once those come back, we could really see his role diminish. I mean, if he gets his carry load cut in half because of those two, I do think he becomes irrelevant in fantasy. Possibly. Or he just takes the job and runs with it. There's two options there. Um, Do I think that's going to happen? I mean, he looks pretty good right now. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Yes, but Armstead is also now a second-year rookie. I, I, It would be difficult to imagine they wouldn't want to see how good or talented he is. Yeah, definitely. Now, Miles Gaskin. I wrote a little bit of an article on him. I definitely put him in my waiver wire section last week, and he's starting to not necessarily explode, but he, he's making a name for himself now. Yeah, a little bit for for sure. So bench spot for you? Yeah, he's he's and a death just, row right just, now. Just hold and see what happens. Yes, okay. a great dynasty snag. I really like him. I think once that offense starts to develop, all the other RBs will just get get phased out because they're either become irrelevant or too old for that system, and then he'll slide nice 
an easy. Now, Jonu Smith is owned in 68% of leagues, which is a pretty good amount, but it's not nearly enough compared to what he can produce. He's going to be a top 10 tight end at a year. Him and Ryan Tannehill have had a great connection, not yeah. only down the field, but in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Smith is a guy you can start and feel comfortable with. Um, obviously, A.J. Brown was out, and Corey Davis was there, and you had Humphreys as well. Um, but Johnny Smith seems like he's going to be very comfortable with Tannehill. It's a great option for him, and, and both of them you can feel comfortable starting. Oh, yeah. Now, t- this is bad news for Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry has not had a touchdown, and yeah. he, he, he just— he has a 3.5 yard per carry average. That is disappointing for the top five RB. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, we'll talk about this more in our next episode when we start talking about buy, sell, trades. But he's got to be on a lot of people's mind right now. It has to be, especially if you drafted him really high, which everyone did, whoever got him. Um, easily first round, probably in the five or six pick, roughly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that was my major concern with half PPR and PPR is he's not going to get any volume catching the ball out of the backfield. So he has to run the ball. So you can game script him out at some point. That is a concern. And 3.5 is not good. It's not, it's not good at all. <laughs> I mean, we, the, the argument was that his touchdown amount would overcome his PPR or lack of PPR. Uh, but he hasn't gotten either of them. Yeah. So it's difficult. Yeah, it's it's difficult to say, but he did have a big breakout at the end of the year. So he keeps saying that he gets stronger second half and he really wants to run the ball even more in the second half and wear down the defense. And same goes for the season as well. You need to get that train moving a little bit for some fantasy folks. Exactly. Now, I do expect that team to win a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a very good team. It's a it's a good team. So I mean, I, there will be chances for him to punch it in. The only the only thing is that Ryan Tannehill he's scoring from beyond the twenty yard mark, so it's a little bit difficult for him to actually even get an opportunity. Now, speaking of Ryan Tannehill, I wanted to put him on the list. Forty six percent owned, and he he's just a monster. The way he throws three four touchdowns in a game, no problem, no sweat. Yeah, and uh, I mean. It's a great to see for A.J. Brown. Oh, yeah. Absolutely great to see A.J. Brown. So, I mean, unfortunately he was out, but having different options, Jonu Smith, Corey Davis kind of broke out a little bit week one. It's a great option, and Ryan Tannehill can run the ball a little bit as well, so oh, it gives you a safe floor. Oh, yeah. Now, Corey Davis is not owned in very many leagues. No. I'm looking that up for you right now. Oh, thank you, sir. But uh, I do want to add yeah. that he is a great option. As long as A.J. Brown's out, and yeah. even when yeah. A.J. Brown comes back, he's on 42% of leagues, you're welcome. He, he could be a viable option. That's two games he's played and two touchdowns he's scored. Uh, Ryan Tannehill seems to like him in the end zone. This is his contract year. He might actually break out a little. Yeah. Or, or is this bait? I mean, it, he's it known might, to do this. It he's might, known. it might, it might be bait, but you do have a quarterback that can throw the ball a good amount, and you know, without AJ Brown, Corey Davis is the number one target there. Yeah. Now, Derrick Henry, in his defense, has seen the most stacked boxes in the NFL. Therefore, I'm not surprised to see him struggle a little bit like this. Him and Saquon are one and two up there. Now, of course, that has 
tempted teams and forced Ryan Tannehill to pass the ball, which he has. He's diced up everybody he's went up against so far. So I'm not surprised Tannehill's put up this numbers. I expect it to keep going if teams are going to key in on Derrick Henry. Yes. So I like both of them. Corey Davis, of course, A.J. Brown is probably owned in almost every, every single league. Yeah, every so league. Corey Davis would be the next one to have. I had the in a league where I felt comfortable where I was going to win. I decided not to put in Corey Davis. I put in Brandon Ayuk. Oh, yeah. But, I, I mean, I still won that week. So, but I definitely <laughs> would have regretted that move if I had lost. If you lost, yeah, yes. ab- absolutely. And the volume, I think, is the biggest point on there. Is If he's the only guy and A.J. Brown's not there, someone needs to get the volume. They are going to pass the ball. Who's it going to be? Corey Davis is going to be that guy. Oh, yeah. Him or John New at this point. I mean, that offense is on the rise. And, I mean, with Tannehill playing how he is right now, you can feel very comfortable having two options at wide receiver, even being able to play at some point. You know, it's not going to be wide receiver one, wide receiver one, obviously, but the volume is there to be able to have two options. Okay. Okay. Now, now is, is there any borderline receivers you would drop right now for one of them? For Corey Davis? Yes. Um, Tyler Boyd. No, no I, I'm not. Dry. It's too early for Tyler Boyd. It's only week two. I mean, he did have good weeks. He scored a touchdown last week. He also dropped a touchdown against the Browns yeah. last week. Uh, Golden Tate. I dropped Golden Tate. Yeah, Golden Tate's uh, done. You know, I, I dropped Golden Tate for him. Darius Slayton? Um, no, 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 no. I'm holding Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton. Had a really okay. good week one. Robbie Anderson? No, holding Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. I like good. Robbie Anderson. Uh, he he looks good with the Panthers. DJ Moore stepped it up this week. Um, we'll obviously get into that more. DJ uh, Moore has been target know. is the most targeted player on the card uh, Carolina yeah. right now. So he's definitely a must have and must start type player. He's he's going to be a viable option. I wasn't concerned about him in week one, and I think we talked about that in general. Anyways, he's going to be targeted. He's going to be targeted a good amount. Um, Robbie Anderson throws a little bit of spice in there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He tries to throw the ball you know a little like bit him. deep. So. Yeah, we like him. Yeah, yeah. So, as of right now, Julio Jones also has a hamstring injury. He left the game, and he kept coming back and in, in and out. So, I mean, he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. And, of yeah. course, they have their third string receiver, uh, Cage, who has been playing out of his mind for his third, spot, uh, third string <laughs> role. If, if, if Julio Jones needs to come out or miss a week he is a plug and play must start and calvin ridley is going to eat oh he is calvin ridley is just amazing he's right playing now. out of his mind yeah he has been one of the best draft picks in my dynasty league i've ever made other than that is there anybody else that you want to go over i think we covered it i think, I think we, we covered, covered a decent amount yeah. there's gonna be more uh, yeah i mean i was looking at the list and there was we could have gone on for hours and hours on who we can potentially talk about crazy week. It was a crazy week. So and it's far. only going to get worse. Yeah. Once news start coming out and we start seeing some more tables of how long they're going to miss. But of course, subscribe, like the video, leave a comment on if you need any waiver wire trade start set helps. We love helping you guys. We think it's great and hilarious when you guys come and ask for silly question advice. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but remember, if you need updates, you can follow our Twitter at Top Tier Tactics, our Instagram at TTT Fantasy Football, or you can go on our website at tttfantasyfootball.com where you can get our articles, news updates, and episode listings. Anything uh, else? Absolutely. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, thank you for agreeing that they should check us out. They should. Nice job. You're welcome. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. 
Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 